Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Welcome back into Bink at Night. That was a fast first hour. Hour number two. Number two. 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, all over the world on the Odyssey app. I'll keep you updated on the college basketball. Let's keep talking football, though, and I'll keep taking your calls and texts, 913-576-7610. Hey, don't, uh, don't you still have a, uh, a tease to pay off? Yeah, I got a story to tell, but right? I'm, I'm trying to get... Like, maybe I'll tell it in the eight o'clock hour. You, you just keep pushing it back. Yeah, pushing it back. I'm trying it. to. I'm trying to get people to hang on. Anyway, if you don't know what he's talking about, don't go anywhere. I'll tell you coming up in the eight o'clock hour. Uh huh. I'm gonna wait for the KU game to get like real dicey, and then I'll tell the story. Screw the KU game right now. We're talking a little football. Um. So the first question is, why would you trade Tyreek Hill? I think we've kind of answered that over the first hour that the Chiefs felt like. Essentially, his best days were behind him, and he was asking for too much money. Is the compensation enough? Well, ultimately, it doesn't come down to really what you get back. It turns into what you turn those picks into. So I think it's too early to answer that question. I'm not trying to back my way out of it. It's just, let's see. You know, let's let's wait and see. I'll take your phone calls, 913-576-7610. I seriously doubt that the Chiefs get back any sort of production close to Tyree kill no matter what happens. But then again, I've seen Brett Veach go out there and find a Nick Bolton and find a Rashad Fenton and find a couple of offensive linemen that, you know, a Creed Humphrey that not a lot of people were talking about. So maybe just maybe he's able to go out there and do it again with multiple picks. But that's the only way that I think the chiefs can end up winning this move. I think the bigger question ultimately becomes is the window closing on the Chiefs and how close are the other teams, at least in their division, to them? Because if you start going up and down the AFC right now, you could really make an argument for like a legitimate argument for half of the AFC to make it to an AFC championship game. I'm not going to say that everybody has a chance to win the Super Bowl because they don't. But ultimately, getting to an AFC Championship game would be two games shy of winning the Super Bowl. I mean, if I said the Bills, can they make it to an AFC Championship? Julio, let's play this game real quick, all right? I see a team, and just if they've got 
a somewhat realistic chance. Give me a yes or no, okay, if this team can make an AFC championship game. All right, here we go. The Bills. Yeah. The Patriots. Yeah. The Dolphins with their moves. Yeah. The Jets, no, we agree with that, right? Correct. The Bengals. Yeah. The Browns with the Sean Watson. Uh, no. Not even an AFC championship game? No. They've got the third best favorites to go to, to come out of the AFC. No, not not with a, without us knowing exactly how many games he's going to miss. Fair enough. I'm not going to argue. Steelers? <laughs> no. Ravens? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, We're up to one, two, three, four, five. And I disagree with you with the Browns. Titans? Yeah. Yeah. Colts? Yeah. 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 Fringe. Um, Texans and Jags? No, yeah, no. Absolutely not. And now that we get to the Chiefs division, Chiefs. I mean, just all four of them. Yes, just, Ridge, just throw all four. Okay, of them. so what we just agreed on is that if three quarters, if yeah, if of ever, the we're talking about the AFC Championship game. If it's any team that's not, we'll be surprised. We agree that if it's the Steelers, the Texans, or the Jaguars, we're going to be surprised. We also agree that if it's any other team, we're not really going to scoff at it. That's how wide open the AFC is right now. And if you look at the actual odds for Las Vegas. And what they were last year for the Chiefs to win the division to what they are right now for the Chiefs to win the division, you're probably going to cry in your handkerchief because this time last year they were like minus 400, minus 500, depending on where you bet. It was an afterthought because they had won the division five years before. But I also think if you're a Chiefs fan and you're just being honest with yourself right now, it's kind of like golf. Follow me here. Let's say that you're, you've only got one hole left to play. All right, in golf, but you're down by two. On the surface, it's like, oh, no, how am I going to make this up? But if you really think about it, as long as you just get a birdie and the other dude gets a bogey, that's how you make up two holes on one stroke, right? It kind of feels like that. I don't even remember my analogy was with that, but I still think it's a damn good point. All I was going to say is that it, <laughs> <laughs> all I was going to say is that it feels like some of these other teams. Oh, now I remember it. Addition by subtraction. So not only have the Chiefs maybe gotten a little bit worse. All I hear is two holes, one stroke. But the, <laughs> that's all I heard. <laughs> You're dirty. But the other the other teams have gotten better. So the Chiefs have somewhat gotten a bogey this offseason. I feel like I have to pay off the analogy at this point. And the other teams <laughs> have gotten birdies. I'm just proud of myself for remembering it, dude. If you were if, if you if you spent time with me back in college in Lawrence for like the seven years I was there, it's a miracle that I can remember anything that I say. All right. Anyway, so clearly the Denver Broncos, like it's not like the Broncos are a little bit better. You could argue the Broncos have been the moves that they've made, especially when you, you know, subtract Drew Locke and add Russell Wilson. They might be the most improved team, not just in the division, but in the NFL. And then you could look at the Raiders and say, well, hold on. Did they get a top 10 pass rusher in the offseason? Because that's kind of what they needed to go along with Max Crosby. Well, not only did they lock up Max Crosby, but yes, they also got Chandler Jones. And, oh, yes, on top of that, by the way, I don't know if you heard, but they also got Devontae Adams. And then you can look at the Chargers and be like, well, what'd they do? Were they like the Chiefs and just kind of re-signed their guys made a couple of other moves? No, no. No, they did re-sign their guy, Mike Williams, who is a top 15 wide receiver in the league. But they also added to their pass rush with this dude called Khalil Mack and added their secondary with J.C. Jackson, who I didn't know this, shame on me, throughout his first four years in the NFL, 25 picks, more than anybody else has had throughout their first four years. So he's an absolute stud. 
And yeah, the Chiefs added Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and yeah, the Chiefs added Juju Smith-Schuster and bolstered up the secondary a little bit. I don't know if you heard the breaking news today, but Daniel Sorensen is now a saint. So if you have a, if you're the person out there that has a Daniel Sorensen jersey, you might want to get rid of it because he's no longer on the squad. Let's go back out to the phone lines. Paul is in Kansas City. What's up, Paul? Yo, what's up? Hey. Yo. I just man, I think this Tyreek thing is being blown out of proportion. How so? Because you know, we didn't you know, we haven't we won one Super Bowl with this three headed monster. And um you know, look, Pat's gonna have to do more. I mean he Pat's growing, you know. And I just think that, that one I mean, this one guy didn't get us to the Super Bowl. He no, no. But also, Paul, yeah. it's not. He, Paul, no, he makes it easier. He's an elite, dynamic player. But one thing we've always been talking about was Andy Reid dedicating more resources to the running game. True. And I think that's what they need to do. I mean, you went out there and you you paid all this money for this offensive line. I mean, you got Creed Humphrey, the best center in football. You got Joe Thune, probably. You know what the best guard in football. You got Orlando Brown. You got your man. I mean, it's time to go to a more balanced attack. And I think without Tyreek, you know, we can finally see a more balanced attack. Why do they need to be more balanced though? Like the offense, I understand sometimes they struggled last year, but when they're right, Paul, they're great. Like you really want to see the Chiefs' offense change from what they've been the last three or four years. But we've we've all been crying for a more balanced attack. We've all you know, we've seen what you know, when they run the ball, they can be effective. You know, why wouldn't you wanna be more effective running the ball? I mean, if you look at the blueprints of, you know, some of the past dynasties, they've always been able to run the ball. But it's not like the Chiefs have been far, Paul, and I appreciate the phone call and going back and forth with you is always fun, man. It's just the Chiefs. You say the Chiefs only won one Super Bowl, and that's true with Tyreek Hill, and he's not the only reason they got there and all that, right? Well, they also went to another one and went to four straight AFC championship games, and they do not do that without Tyreek Hill. He's an important enough player where you could argue that they only go to a couple of AFC championship games without him. Now, it takes all those guys on offense, especially when you talk about that three-headed monster. Like, I don't think Kelsey's quite as good without Tyreek Hill. And I don't think Hill's quite as good without Patrick Mahomes. I don't think Patrick Mahomes quite as good without Kelsey. Like, it's a chicken and egg theory. I get that. Each guy makes the other one better. But that's why I think you're going to see a drop-off from the other two guys this year because they don't have that other dude. And we took a call earlier today. Somebody was saying, well, I think Marcus Valdez-Scanlon can have 700 yards and six touchdowns. And I think Juju Smith-Schuster can have 700 yards and six touchdowns. Well, you add that up, and that's like 12, 1,300 yards and 10 or 11 touchdowns. Tyree Kill does that on his own. And if you're going to pay those guys that money combined, I would just question whatever Tyreek was asking for, maybe you should have paid it. Maybe in their prom you want to keep together a top five wide receiver, an aging tight end who's still great, and the best wide receiver in football. I'm not saying, I'm just saying maybe it's a good idea. I'll keep taking your phone calls after the break. 913-576-7610. Let's keep talking Tyree Kill on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
so I saw this text, and I feel like they knew what they were doing, bringing up Conor McGregor on the text line, like, oh, Sports Machine will read this one. And you're right. I look at it this way, Sports Machine. Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey were the game plan on offense for four years, but how many times can you do the same thing before everyone knows what you're about to do? It's like McGregor's biggest weapon was the straight left. Eventually, his opponents caught on to it and found ways to beat him. Sure, the left hand is enough to beat no-name fighters, but is it enough to win titles? Well, I, I understand the point, and I agree with it. It's just, first of all, when you try to compare fighting to all other sports, it just doesn't work out because I'm talking about individual versus a team. So you can't, it's just very hard to do. I, I do understand the analogy. I'll say this with Connor, it feels like Father Time has caught up with him a little bit too. And once you get a little bit old and slow down, then you're just not the same. As far as the Chiefs go, when it comes to Tyree Kill, I don't think that he's slowed down. Like, I feel like if you watch Conor McGregor, your eye test says that he's not the same guy. So the left hand doesn't come out quite as quick. So maybe somebody can get him with like, it just, he's not the same fighter that he was a few years ago because he's a little bit older. But to the, to the point of the texter, I'd, I'd say didn't, weren't the chiefs kind of figured out last year on offense. I mean, they had to do things a little differently than they had in the past. I just think the teams have caught up with them because, because teams have learned how to play them how to play that offense. I think the teams not only have learned because obviously the Chiefs weren't going to, well, first of all, they weren't doing anything that tricky. Like it's not like the Chiefs were a, ga- a gadget team. They just were no, a more they talented a gadget team. team. Uh, no, they had their strengths, which was chucking the ball down the field. Defense. I don't think that it's, of, I actually don't agree with you. I don't think schemes have caught up with them. I think teams have caught up with them. Like the Raiders now are a much more talented team than they were three years ago. This year, but last year it was more about scheme than I'd say Talent. Dude, and that Patrick, was just evident in the so game. So when Mahomes, so when Mahomes was taking this team to those first AFC Championship games, so four seasons ago now, we're talking about the Broncos had crap at quarterback. They were terrible. They had nothing to talk about. The Chargers still had Philip Rivers. They were out in San Diego. The Raiders were still in Oakland at the time, and Derek Carr was like a middling quarterback with nobody to throw it to. Times have changed, brother. Times have changed. Yeah, but we're not just talking in division. We're, we're, we're talking just the NFL in general. Well, you got to get out of the division at some played. point. Like, yeah, if you're going to be a wild card team, that ain't the path to take in the NFL if you're going to win a bunch of Super Bowls. We're talking about a team that's won the division six years in a row. That's become the baseline. Like, around here, if the Chiefs next year win 11 or 12 games and go to the playoffs, but they end up the second or third team in the division and they're a wild card team, people aren't going to be satisfied with that. And why should they be? That means that they're tapering off. That means that if they were a stock, they're going down. Let's go out to the phone lines. Martin is in Kansas City. What's up, Martin? Hey, Yo. Sports Machine. What's up, man? You had a caller a few minutes ago that was talking about the run game. Yeah. I'm getting ready to show you. I'm getting ready to just speak some things to you. And I'm going to show you Andy Reid is actually cheating the team himself. Oh, yeah? First and foremost, first and foremost, he, uh, these guys, they're, they're all professionals. They should see what what we all see. If Andy Reid was to develop a running game, here's what would happen. First and foremost, they can't play the too high safety. They can't play it because they got to come in and help with the run game. So now, once they help with the run game, you can hit them over the top. You can hit them anywhere you want to. When you develop a run game, when you have a running game, period, and you can run on teams, a team can't do anything with you. Not to mention that you at some point demoralize the defense, especially when you can run on Let me ask you this, because you're not the first person to say this, Martin. I appreciate this point. How do you suggest, how do you propose that the Chiefs are going to have an easier time running the football without Tyreek Hill? 
Like, you would think that secondaries would have to double his side, and they're going to get the best defender all the time. Like, if they've got a Tyre a Tyre Matthew-type player, he's going to lean over to... Th- Without that guy, and now teams can stack the box, how is the running game going to be easier or better this year for the Chiefs? Okay. They can stack the box, but you still have guys that you can hit them with over the top. Not to mention, they're not going to stack the box because they expect us to go over the top. They're not going to stack the box initially. Initially, until we start running the ball down their throat, they're not going to stack the box. And once we start running it down their throat, then they're going to stack the box. I, I don't know if I don't know if the Chiefs with Andy Reid, even if they had the best running back in football, and they don't. But even if they, whoever you think is the best running back in football right now, like whoever you think that is, Jonathan Taylor, for the sake of this conversation, even if they had him, and Andy's had some great running backs, and when the, his Eagles offenses back in the day were really good, they were really balanced. However, he just doesn't use them that way. As good of a coach as Andy is, and I would argue that for this generation, him and Pete Carroll and Sean Payton and guys like that, Mike Tomlin, are all kind of the next best thing next to Bill Belichick. All those guys I think that I just mentioned probably end up in the Hall of Fame. Certainly Andy will. He's not perfect. Even though he won the Super Bowl a few years ago, and he's the best coach we've ever had here in Kansas City, I would say, there are still certain things that even though he's been the head coach now for a long time on the sidelines at Arrowhead, that we complain about. Like, it feels like every time that I end up doing one of those late post-game shows, people are bitching about clock management. Really? I know guys that play a lot of Madden football that are great at managing the clock. Hire them. If, if that's what you can't figure out, or when it comes to running the football, the only thing about running the football is this. I disagree that the Chiefs need to run the football to be successful. At least in the past. I don't think that if the Chiefs would have been more balanced the last couple of years, that they would have been more successful. Look, the Chiefs made it to the offensive to the to the AFC championship game last year. And the year before that. And the year before that. And the year before that. I don't know how old you are right now driving around Kansas City, but I know how old I am. And for somebody like me that's been watching Chiefs football their whole life, I had seen them in an AFC championship game one time, damn it. And it was against Buffalo, and it was on the road. And since Patrick Mahomes been the starting quarterback, and Tyree Kill's been on the team, and Travis Kelsey, and that whole team, that whole squad, they've been to four straight AFC Championship games. I also don't really appreciate when people pretend like Tyree Kill wasn't a major part of that because he's gone now. And we've already taken a couple of phone calls where people are like, well, it's not like he was the only reason why they got there. Look, none of these guys are the only reason why they got there. If we started making a list of important figures of why the Chiefs ultimately won the Super Bowl, we're all going to agree it's like Patrick Mahomes won and Andy Reid two and Tyron Matthew three. But then you're going to start to have the conversation, okay, is Brett Veach next with his fingerprints on it? Is Tyree Kill? Is Travis Kelsey? Is Chris Jones? But if we can have that conversation, that of the six or seven most important figures, that's coaches and general managers included, for winning the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and now two of those five guys are done in the Chiefs uniform, Tyron Matthew, I assume, and certainly Tyree Gill, who officially had his press conference yesterday. Who Did you see his press conference in Miami? He, I have. It was very Forrest Gump-ish. I got pee. 
Like if you if you didn't see it, so at Tyreek Hill's press conference, like right before they introduced him, they introduced that other dude they got, and you could tell Tyreek was like really uncomfortable. He was like shaking his legs, like you on a road trip when your mom's like, "We're not pulling over. I told you ahead of time. You should have peed." So Tyreek Hill's sitting for real uncomfortable. He walks up there, then he goes back, like I assume just the locker room to the bathroom. Then he comes back out, and essentially just fessed up. He's like, "I had to go," which you know it happened to the best of us. He had to pee. The man had to pee. Should have gone before. Yeah, he should have. But he did show how fast he was by going to the urinal and getting it done and then coming back. Uh, I heard cheetahs have small bladders. Is that what you heard? That's what I heard. You heard right. All right, we got to take a break. I'll keep taking your phone calls on the cheetah and his bladder size and the comparisons with Montana and Rice and Mahomes and Tyree Kill because I legitimately think if 20, how long ago those guys, 25, 30 years ago, if they would have at some point broke up Montana and Rice, it'd be the same conversation as right now. They already had a Super Bowl. One of them is the best quarterback in the game. One of them is one of the best wide receivers in the game, and the Chiefs did that. Let's talk about it next right here, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. So St. Peter's and Purdue are playing right now, and St. Peter's has six blocks in this game. So, so, so the so they're getting peacock blocked. <laughs> what what's happening here? How how long did it take you to come up with that? The one? whole commercial break. Did you like it? You were really think you thought really hard about that one, and you're pretty proud of yourself. Did you sure. like it though? Go on. I mean, it was clever. They got peacock blocked. Uh, St. <laughs> Peter's, the peacocks are up 37 to 30. They really are. They're outscoring them 8 0 in the second half. So they were like a 13 point underdog. They're up by a four right now. St. <laughs> Peter's. St. <laughs> Peter's. Oh, that is so funny. Thank you. Fizz. <laughs> I thought so too. St. Peter's trying to move on uh, to the round of eight. So are the Jayhawks whose defense showed up this game. Honestly, like I'm watching out the corner of my eye. Trust me. You're being more entertained by me talking about peacock blocks and all that stuff than you are. (laughs) This game's boring. 26, 17 KU is beating Providence, but it hasn't been very exciting at all. Let's get back into the football conversation. 913-576-7610. So when it comes to Tyree kill, who now, like what does a wide receiver core realistically look like? I think here's what it looks like. You got Juju as your one because he's had a real number one type season. Now, that was three full seasons ago when he was hurt last year. But the season I'm talking about, dude had like 1,400 yards and double-digit touchdowns. If you got that version of Juju Smith-Schuster, you're fine losing Tyree Kill. If you got the other guy who's either hurt or average, like kind of Sammy Watkins-like, then... That's not a real number one. That's a number one the same way that we called James Shields a number one on the Royal staff. Like, he's our number one, but he's not like a real number one. Um, So that's who, that's, that's who we have right now as the number one wide receiver. Now, the good thing is we have Travis Kelsey still, and he's still, even if he tapers off a little bit next year, at worst, the third, fourth best tight end in the league and still probably the number one outlet for Patrick Mahomes. So I think they're fine there. As much as we talk about the wide receiver core not having 
Tyree Kill. Obviously, they're not going to be as good no matter who they have, but they still got Travis Kelsey, so don't trip. They're going to be fine there. Let's go with Juju 1, Valdez Scantling 2, only because he's had a couple of nice seasons. Pretty consistent, but he's not great. And then Hart, and then Hardman three. You're putting him above Hardman. Well, huh? here's the thing: who's yeah. been it? Who's been? Who's been in this system for a couple what, of four things. years? Feels like a longer than that, but yeah, it's only been that long. Three years. This will be year four. Um, here's the thing: that's completely interchangeable. Like maybe Juju ends up being the number three. Maybe Hardman steps up and he's the number one now that Tyree kills gone. You know who I bet's pissed off about this whole thing. Byron Pringle, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's like, yo, hold on. You were looking for a wide receiver that could go out there and have like 700 yards and six touchdowns. He did that last year, and he was threat like four, five, or six. I bet he's pissed. Would you Would you have – do you think they would have still – so, one, I don't think they would have let Pringle go elsewhere. Yes, that was a little – what, six mil a year for, for Pringle? Yeah. It was a little pricey at the time, knowing that – Tyreek Hill was going to be traded. I think they would have gladly paid that Me and kept, kept him on, on the roster. Which you could argue right? is a little bit of a slip-up for Brett Veach, although a weird set of circumstances because... Yeah, that if was you, just a freak thing. Because well, if you sign Byron Pringle, and ultimately he knew that something was coming down the pipeline with Tyreek Hill, then it's like you kind of you tip your hand to the rest of the league. It's like, wait, hold on. Why are you bringing him back? I mean, not necessarily. I mean, that, that you, you know that was your go-to kind of third-ish wide receiver, and you want it... I mean, he's a little bit older. I bet D-Rob's I don't pissed know that too. Tipped his hand. I bet D-Rob's like, I've been trying to get on that field and have them actually throw me. He's been on the field, but I mean, like, actually have them throw me the football. And now I had my chance, and now I decided to sign with a different team. So we'll see what ends up happening. Nine one three five seven six seven six ten. It's definitely put up or shut up time for McCall Hartman, though. Like, at this point, it's not, oh, he's a gadget player. He's a pro bowler's first year. All the no tr- more excuses. No, 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 Reek's nothing. not here taking taking catches away. No, nothing. Targets. Like, yeah. No. There's no reason that he can't go out there this year and have 1,000 yards and 75 catches. Look, that's not, by NFL standards these days, that's good. It's really good. It's not great. It's not anywhere near what Tyree Kill's going to do. I mean, I think Tyree Kill's going to go out there this It is going to be interesting what Tyree Kill looks like. With Tua. Because Tyree Kill was good when he had Alex Smith. He became great when he had Patrick Mahomes. I would say that Tua is much more Alex Smith than he is Patrick Mahomes, especially when it comes to arm strength. Like, part of the reason that, don't get it twisted, when it comes to yards after the catch and cutting on a dime, I've never seen anybody better than Tyree Kill. But also, he was able to get behind that secondary quite a bit, and Patrick Mahomes would just lick his chops and run around a little bit. And then air it out as far as he could, and Tyreek Hill would run under. We saw that a ton. So is Tua going to be able to do that same thing? Or is Tyreek Hill going to be open, running through secondaries, double teams, and then Tua can't get in the ball? Like, Tua's not exactly known for his arm strength. You know who Tua throws like to me? Johnny Damon. Remember Johnny Damon in the outfield? Like, he short-armed it? Yeah. Maybe it's because they're both lefties. I think Johnny Damon was a lefty. I think Tua is. I don't know. It's just their arm. They short-arm it. They both throw like... My nephew, who's nine years old, but he's in the NFL, so what do I know? Nine one three five seven six seven six nine. I gotta take my guy Dan's call. What's up, Dan? 
If your coworkers aren't as good, you're not going to be as productive. Uh, yeah, Dan is right. Ochai Obaji is going off in the first half right now. KU's up 26 to 17. And what some people, me, have coined the most boring Sweet 16 game ever. Are you watching that over there, Julio? Like, I am. Goodness gracious. This is, I mean, but this is, isn't this a summation of the entirety of college basketball this right turn- now? It's, this has not been, I mean, I love the upsets, but the offense has not been there. That's true. All year. That's true. The last few years. That's just college basketball. Uh, the Peacocks up 37 35 over Purdue. Who's going to win that one, Colton? Now, who you got? Uh, I mean, once you get to this kind of this late in the game, those upsets, that momentum, I'm going to go St. Peter's name. Ooh, he's going St. Peter's. Uh, so St. Peter's up on Purdue with 14 minutes left, 37-35. KU's up at halftime, 26-17. Coming up next, you're going to get Carolina and UCLA, a battle of the Blue Bloods, and then Iowa State versus Miami. So if KU wins, they take on the winner of Iowa State and Miami. Who had that? Uh, let's just, why we got a couple of minutes before break, talk a little bit of NCAA tournament basketball. So KU, the last one seed remaining. That's crazy. Baylor went down. Gonzaga went down. Arizona went down, which makes KU at this point the favorites to win the NCAA tournament. The matchups that we know about going forward before tonight's games, and Duke will take on Arkansas, so it's either the Blue Devils or the Hogs in the Final Four. Houston, I love the Cougars. I've always loved Cougars since I was like 13 years old, Julio. That's uh, I've always been a big fan, too. Yeah, both of us. Uh, Houston versus Villanova. Going to the to go to the final four, man. We love us some Cougars, and then like I said, uh, Carolina tonight takes on UCLA. Iowa State takes on Miami, and the Peacocks. As much as we love Cougars, we love Peacocks too. And the, the Peacocks have. Uh, <laughs> Weren't you called a P boy earlier? I was. Yeah. Is that was that what they meant? I no, I don't think so. I think that's what they meant. Mm, close to it. Um, thirty-seven, thirty-seven. The Peacocks and Purdue locked up in a tight one. You know, you you just keep using that that. Uh, you can't just say St. Peter's. You're going out of your way to say the Peacocks just because you like the way it rolls off your tongue. You want me to talk about Peters instead of Peacocks? Does, <laughs> that, does that make you feel better, buddy? I mean, aren't they one and the same? Does that make you feel better? I mean, huh? All right. <laughs> fair enough. All right. If Julio wants me to talk about Peters, Peters are down now to Purdue. I can't call them the Peacocks. Oh, Sean's so immature. All right, fine. Peters. St. Peter's is now down 39-37. Oh, boy. Purdue's making a run. KU 26-17. We'll take a break and get back in the Chiefs conversation on the other side. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine, and this is 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Goodness, that was intense. Um... Purdue's up two over St. Peter's. Boilermakers over Peacocks, 41-39. KU's up nine, 28-19. 
with 18 minutes left in the second half. Welcome back into Bink at Night. I'm the sports machine, Sean Levine. The number is 913-576-7610. Coming up in the final hour of the show, so from 8 o'clock on, I'll keep you updated on the basketball, but we're pretty much just going to talk football. Foosball is the devil, Bobby Boucher. But we're going to talk some football coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. Right now, Julio, give me some beats and let's step inside the mind of the machine. Bobby Witt Jr., home runs in back-to-back games. Are you a believer? Do you think he will be the rookie of the year? I mean, he's the number one prospect. Yeah, man. Bobby Witt is legit. He is a legit baller. Get ready. Bobby Witt uh, Jr. Um, the odds agree with you, according to Las Vegas right now. He's like three and a half to one to win rookie of the year. So you can't make any money on it. But as long as he stays healthy, I think he has a good chance. Did you see Deshaun Watson's press conference today? Oh, brutal. How awkward oh, brutal. was that? Like literally at the same time on the bottom line, like legitimately on ESPN, they're showing the press conference. And on the same time on the bottom line, it's talking about Deshaun Watson might be facing more charges this feels filthy. I can't believe that Cleveland. It is filthy. I can't believe Cleveland gave it that is. guy a guaranteed contract. And I know it's America. You're innocent until proven guilty. And Sean, you don't know enough about it to say it. I know this. If there's 22 different people from different backgrounds and different places accusing you of something, I seriously doubt that they all got together and they're convoluting against you. More likely than not, one or two or 15 or 22 of those women are right. So I just. It feels yeah, those, dirty. Those were 22 coincidences, right? 22. It just feels dirty. Um, and the fact that Cleveland and Atlanta, for that matter, New Orleans went running to him. Carolina also You knew that was going to happen. Now, look, as, ta- as talented of a guy like that, someone's going to do something to, to get him. But the amount that the Browns paid him, that contract, I guaranteed mean, they, the raise that they gave him. I mean, it just makes no sense. This I mean, that's dude, a, it's a, the Browns would be the a team, the franchise to do this. That. Dude got two hundred plus million guaranteed Insane. money, and the last time I checked, the way the guarantees work is you're going to get it no matter what. So in theory, he could again be sidelined like he was all of last year because of legal issues, and be getting paid fifty million bucks a year. I mean, they, he had to have some way Morons. to pay off all those civil suits, right? Morons. He needed that raise. Did you see the Broncos stadium caught fire yesterday? I did. I did. It's a dumpster fire. It's actually not. Have you ever been? No. 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 It's, it's pretty nice. Um, Old Mile High Stadium, I'm not going to lie, was one of my favorites in the entire league. I was at a game way back in the day with my mom. It's like my dad's not a big sports fan, but my mom is. So she's taking me to a road game every single year. So one time we went to Carolina and watched the Chiefs put it on Kerry Collins. And we used to go to Denver quite a bit. And... Uh, we went to Old Mile High Stadium. It was the game where Marcus Allen in the snow went over the top to break. I think it was like the some sort of record, some sort of rushing. I think it was like running back touchdowns, whatever it was. I was at that game. I was also at the game at Old Mile High when Tamaric Vanover, with like a minute left, took a kickoff back for a touchdown and beat the Broncos. Seen some good ones there. Sorry that the new one almost burned down. That sucks. But everybody was okay. Did you see Frank Martin as the new head coach at UMass? I did not see that. It is that. official, Frank Martin. Is it? Bald and beautiful. His head was super shiny. <laughs> yeah, wasn't it, though? Mr. Clean style. He is the new head coach. Congratulations at uh, UMass. That's where Marcus Camby played. 
Julio, you're a hoop fan. Who do you think ends up playing in the NBA Finals? I got an outside the box one for you. Uh, why would you go outside the box? It's going to be Phoenix. It's right, going to be a Milwaukee. Okay, I agree with you on Phoenix. We agree in the West. And I've been on Golden State until the last couple of weeks, but they're crumbling with they're that They're always Steph. hurt, man. They're always they're so always hurt. hurt. Yeah, they're never right. How about the Celtics? They're coming on, bro. Yeah. They are good. And I'm they not got a big Townsend Jason Tatum five. fan. You're not a Tatum no, fan. What? I think he's overrated. No way. Jason Tatum's an absolute stud. Love that guy. Um, talks on go for Kansas City to end up with a downtown stadium. If it happens, when it happens, because eventually it will. Julio, how much are you going to miss the K? Uh, I mean, everyone has a little bit of a nostalgic oh, feel. Sure. I mean, memories. But First time I got tongue. First time I made out with a girl French style <laughs> was at the very <laughs> top. Yeah, at, at Old Royal Stadium. It was the very time top. you got tongue. Yeah, it was a good spot, dude. That's one way to put it. I, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard it quite put that way. It was like 1995 or something. Congratulations man. to you. Thank you. Thank I love. I'm an advocate for uh, tongue? downtown ballpark. Oh. <laughs> tongue as well. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Thanks again, Fizyak. He's always there for me, man. That's my guy. He supports the tongue. Homer Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Um, speaking of new in Kansas City, did you see the new pictures of the airport inside the airport? I, I do. I drive by it uh, every day. Well, there's new, like, actual pictures if you want to go online and check them out. I don't know, man. Like, kind of like we were talking about with Coffin Stadium or Royal Stadium, whatever they call it, called it back in the day. I'll miss the old airport when the new one opens only because I don't care where you go. There's two things that everybody that goes through KCI agrees, MCI agrees on. One, the lack of food. It's unbelievable how few, I think it's one restaurant in the entire place. And that one restaurant sucks. They serve you like bologna. And two, how convenient it is. Yeah, it sucks and there's nowhere to eat and there's no entertainment whatsoever. But also, have you ever been to an airport like in Denver where when you get off to get your luggage, you literally have to take a train or DFW? You don't think no trains. When you're in Kansas City, there's no going over water. And you get picked up right outside of your terminal. Literally 10 right feet. Outside your That's terminal. it. It's done. Now I don't, and you get your luggage there, too. So your plane gets off. You're five feet to the left. Another five feet. Your girlfriend comes and picks you up, and you're out, dude. Like, to me, that's a major, has always been a major, major, major benefit because the worst part about flying is once you land, and then nobody knows how to get off, and you're sitting in the back of the plane. You get antsy, especially if it's the way back. Like, when I'm flying to Vegas, I don't care about anything, man. I'm in a great mood. But flying back, I just lost a few hundred bucks. I'm tired. I'm pissed. I didn't shower the night before. Like, bro, get me the hell it's out of problem. here. I don't think I'm the only one. I'm on, that, problem. I'm on that Spirit Airlines red eye. Oh, no. I'm like, dude, oh, just no. get me out of here. Oh, no. It's great just getting off and then getting out. So I'll miss it a little bit. 913-576-7610. Julio, speaking of the Royals, do you think they get multiple all-stars? In the All-Star game this year. Salvi will make it. He always does. Uh, that's what I'm counting on. So I would say yes. Salvi and. I mean, it's got to be Mondesi if if he's healthy, right? <laughs> if he's healthy. But Says you. Other, you could say Witt maybe. I think he's he's oh, owed Bobby one. Witt Union. Oh, or did Jimmy Witt Merrifield? Witt Merrifield. Oh. I, I think he's he's about owed one. Uh, you could go Nikki. Other than that, I don't. I, yeah, now you're putting the whole damn it. team in. I mean, those are potential. Do you really think that Nicky Lopez could be an all-star? I mean, he should have got a Golden Glove last year. He was 
I mean, he, he was, was really he good was last year. He was one of the best, and he uh, he's no slouch on offense. He either, was man. he was really good last year. I got to give him credit. Although I don't know where all these guys ultimately fit into the Royals infield. Like everybody we've talked about, I guess when Merrifield could play a bunch of different positions, but square pegs and round holes all over the place. Did you see who officially retired today? Who's that from? from the game of football? Johnny Mantell. Oh, 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 he just decided yeah, to retire. I didn't know that either. Um, how are you going to remember Johnny Manziel? Uh, he was a great partier. Yeah, yeah he was. He, was yeah. He, he did a lot of drugs. On the field, drugs I, are bad. I really never got... I never really got... Like, yeah, he's a great college player. There's a lot of six-foot-nothing great college players. Like... Hell, Todd Reesing was one. Tommy Frazier was one. Hey, remind me again which franchise drafted him? Oh, yeah, the Browns. Uh, is that the same ones that drafted a Baker Mayfield that Yo, also think just about g- that. gave oh, my. ridiculous contract? That's a great point. There's bad organizations. And then there's the way the Browns all time have, have handled the quarterbacks over the last decade. Yo, over the last 10 years. So seven years ago, they dra- <laughs> dude. <laughs> right? se- That's a great track record. Seven years ago, drafted quarterbacks. This has to be a tweet somewhere. Seven years ago, they drafted Johnny Manziel, and it was one of the worst draft picks of all time. And then they drafted Baker Mayfield, and quite frankly, even though he's in commercials and you see him a lot more, he hasn't been that much better. He got Not more of a chance, but he hasn't God. been that much better. And then today, the same time that on the bottom line, it's announcing that there's probably going to be more charges come down against your new quarterback. He's accepting his new jersey to be your new quarterback. That you just gave 200 plus million dollars guaranteed. Who is in charge (laughs) over there, dog? Oh, my God. That's unbelievable. Madhouse. That is insane. Let's get you an update on the college basketball scores here real quick because I'm pretty much going to go football the rest of the way. Um KU's now up 11 over Providence, 34 to 23. Make it 36 to 23 with 15 minutes left. Seven and change left. Purdue is up on St. Peter's, 49 to 45 in that game. Again, coming up later. Carolina's a two-point underdog against UCLA. I'm all over Carolina on the money line in that game. And then Iowa State, Miami. I don't really know how to feel about this one. Like I look up and both teams actually had pretty good seasons. Iowa State's 22 and 12. Miami's 25 and 10. It's not like either one of those teams came out of nowhere. It's just I saw Iowa State play a couple times this year, once with my own eyes, and I wasn't ultra impressed. However, they do match up pretty well, I think, against Miami. So give me the Big 12 team. I thought it was gonna, I thought they were all gonna win. I thought Tech was gonna win against Big 12's Duke. done well, though. I thought Iowa State will uh, figured Iowa State would be Miami and KU. I think they're going to go on and beat Providence. But then again, thank you, Captain Obvious. They're up 13 right now with 14-11 left in the game. Two yeah. hours in the book. Yes, we will. You know, you know, Miami's average age per player is higher than Orlando and one other NBA team. Like, they're, they're a team full of old guys. The Miami Hurricanes basketball team yes. has a higher average age player than the Orlando Magic basketball team. This is team. correct. Wow. Orlando Magic, they have Mo Bamba, though. So, I mean, well. Know, whatever. I mean, they got Mo Bamba. All's, all's good now. I'm just saying. That's Julio on the sports machine. Uh, St. Peter's just scored. Go Peacocks. Purdue is still up 49-47. The Peters-Peacocks are down two to Purdue. Say that ten times fast. Two hours in the book. One more coming up. He's Julio on the sports machine with you. 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.